Welcome to the first episode of I Krig och Fred in English. In this episode you will hear when I speak to the Finnish journalist Jessica Aro about her experience reporting about Russian trolls and propaganda in Finland. But now it's time to roll the tape and head to Stockholm the 13th of February 2018. Now I'm sitting here with Jessica Oro from Yle in the Finnish broadcasting company. And today we're going to talk about her experience when she started to investigate the Russian propaganda in Finland. Uh, but first I'll let you introduce yourself, Jessica. Hello and thank you so much for having me here. My name is Jessica and I'm specialized in Russia, extremism and information warfare. And I work with a Wiley, but at the moment I'm writing my book about Russian information warfare. Okay, well, you can start from the beginning. How did all this start that happened to you? So I have always been super interested in Russia and also in propaganda. And previously in my career, I have investigated jihadist propaganda on social media as well as jihadist recruitment. And, but this time I wanted to investigate how Russian troll propaganda influences Finnish people. Because I had noticed in 2014 that there was massive amount of disinformation being spread on social media. And even for journalists it was really difficult to make news about what's going on in Ukraine. Because so many... Uh, uh, entities were spreading propaganda. So I noticed a search on social media propaganda and I read some really interesting articles um, which had be been based on hackers' emails between the troll factory workers and troll factory bosses. And they were released and from there we learned that there is such thing as Russian troll factory in which there are people who are actually getting paid for pretending to be uh, just regular opinionated citizens who are having um, profiles on social media and who are then updating their social media. But, you know, in fact, these guys get money for it. So I wanted to know, does this influence? And, you know, to be honest, in the beginning, before I started, I thought this is going to be just really small article, you know. Probably it doesn't influence even. But yeah, I was so wrong because then when I published my crowdsourcing article on September 2014, I myself immediately became troll target. And on Russian media there were fake news being spread about me or claiming that I am not a journalist at all, that I am instead some kind of famous NATO and American and Baltic security service assistant, and that I am engaging in criminal acts, such as gathering an illegal database of Russian people supporting Putin's policies in Finland, <laughs> when in fact I had stated very clearly that I am looking for information and experience about anonymous, aggressive social media trolls. So, and I realized 
when I started to receive hateful communications from people and trolls who had been reading these Russian fake news about me, I understood why this is so dangerous. The reason is that some people actually believe in it and they become agitated by propagandistic fake news and they also then are mobilized into actions. And I've seen this so many times throughout these years that I've investigated this phenomenon and uh, as these this pro-Kremlin extremists have been uh, after me, that what happens in cyberspace doesn't stay in cyberspace. So often the pro-Kremlin trolls and other online extremists, they want to wreak havoc and cause consequences in the real world. But they use online sphere for agitating and propaganda spreading. And that I find uh, deeply um, intriguing, but also worrying. So yeah, this is how it started. And yeah, and I then published my pieces of how the Russian pro-Kremlin trolls influence in Finns uh, in Finnish, English and Russian language and we didn't only make uh, one story because it was massive what I found out uh, how the influ influence happens uh, what the techniques are like where are the trolls active um, how do they also produce um, fake images and memes and spread fake videos and attack people who are trying to have normal uh, decent conversation about Russia and Russia's policies online. So we made many stories and animations and TV programs and all this. Yeah, but uh, when this happened that the trolls and the propaganda apparatus uh, started to attack you, how did you respond? Since I noticed that there is massive disinformation campaign being spread about me in Russian fake troll news media and I'm being labeled as something that I certainly am not, I actually decided that instead of making just one article as I had planned, I will make more because I realized that now I have touched into something much more uh, bigger topic than I had originally thought and I had uh, evidently um, made uh, some people angry who wouldn't want this topic to be investigated and they kind of spoiled it by making the campaign against me so excessive and so brutal that it was so evident to see that okay something funny is now happening and so it just enforced me in a way. Of course, uh, it has been and it is disturbing and illegal and nasty and um, horrible and um, fearful. Uh, but I have just thought somehow that it doesn't so much concern me as a person. It's a technique, it's a method which is not in use for the first time. In fact, it's been used uh, for against so many people inside Russia and outside. So what is being threatened is my job, what I'm doing. So I should not stop uh, doing my job. Instead, I should do it even better than I was planning to.
that sounds like a really good response. When they try to stop you doing your work, you work harder. But I'm thinking when we're looking at the climate for this kind of propaganda in Finland, how would you say that it is? Is this Russian propaganda successful? Yes, unfortunately, there are some groups of people and some mostly extreme political groups which are very susceptible for Russian propaganda and other kinds of manipulations as well. And for example, the debates about Russia, they are, you know, easily terrorized by attacking against people who try to discuss Russia. So, for example, I am certainly not the only one who has become a target of harassment after releasing information about uh, Kremlin's policies. There are several other people, for example, a researcher uh, with the Defense Forces of Finland, who is also researching information warfare, uh, also became target and several other people as well, even writers, bloggers, citizen activists. And, oh, by the way, also Finnish police officers and military officers. So it's an ongoing mm, campaign uh, against anyone who is speaking about Russia. And it looks like it's very quite well organized and quite systematic as well. But generally also, I've noticed, I have not investigated this, but I've noticed that whenever there are, for example, new research being published about Russia or Russia's aggressiveness or um, new initiatives that Finland should become a NATO member maybe, because just like Sweden, Finland is not in NATO, there is often an attack on the credibility uh, of the researchers. Even some politicians are attacking decent researchers and saying that their, for example, research about Russia's aggressive politics is some kind of NATO lobbying attempt, which is quite astonishing to me and also everyone knows that in Finland we do have the history of Finlandization uh, which has uh, meant appeasement and keeping good relations with the eastern neighbor no matter what. But what would you say then that the key teams are in the Swedish uh, or in the Finnish national security debate, because in Sweden we have some Swedish-Finnish participants in the, on the Twitter sphere and all that, but I cannot say that we, are, we really have a good... The average Swede does not have a good uh, look into how the Finnish debate is conducted. Like, which teams are you talking about? Can you give a brief overview? Russia is a very big theme, and it's an ongoing theme, and uh, we have a lot of bloggers and some researchers and a handful of journalists who specialize in Russia and keep that theme up all the time. Mm, but then, yeah, I, I, I really have to think about this question because I never thought of it like that. 
still I would say that the traditional media does not see the issues of national security super important. So they are undercovered, like they are not covered in the media and they are not debated as much as they should be. That's why I'm also struggling to answer this question, because now that you make me think about it, uh, I cannot think of it. Well, one thing, of course, because we are Russia's neighbor, uh, we have very strong uh, defense forces and many themes often revolve around how to uh, modernize, how to organize the defense forces, um, whether new weapons should be bought, whether uh, new agreements should be made. Now there has been some um, discussions on how Finland should and how Finland is already as a NATO partner country um, cooperating with NATO forces and NATO exercises. So, yeah, the defense forces and how they are doing and developing, that's a constant theme in Finland. Yeah, but uh, the NATO question, which is um, very often debated in Sweden and there are very strong opinions and also uh, a lot of propaganda regarding it, like disinformation from uh, different groups uh, with the various interests but uh, so that question is very big in Sweden but is there a, the same debate in Finland about whether you should join NATO or not yes it's ongoing debate I would say on blogosphere there's not so much again coverage about it except some politician brings it up but in the case of Finland, um, not so many politicians bring it up very often. And for example, in our presidential elections, which were just a um, couple of weeks ago, mm, the NATO or the option of Finland joining NATO was only one candidate's option and he lost. So. There is no much, not, there's seriously not much discussion about it. There is much more disinformation and propaganda against NATO uh, than there is fact-based proper information, at least on online sphere and on social media sphere. So, um, but the overall, um, the overall approach of our politicians who are in power is positive towards NATO cooperation, but still hesitant towards uh, to for Finland becoming a member or not. Now we heard before the presidential election uh, that Finland might reconsider becoming a member if Sweden became a member. So then some journalists and some people became upset saying, oh, is it really so that Sweden decides our NATO membership? So maybe oversimplifying things, but yeah, Finland looks a lot uh, what Sweden does, not only in NATO question, but in other questions as well. Yeah, and as you say, I mean, that is also portrayed in the Swedish media that Sweden and Finland is walking kind of the same path next to each other and what one country decides to do will affect what the other country do. So, yes. But I'm thinking we're, we're running a bit out of time here, but uh, 
in regards to your previous experiences, you're also writing a book about the Russian propaganda. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, I'm writing a book called Vladimir Putin's Troll Empire, in which I am looking into cases uh, all around Europe and even in America, in which Russian connected entities, organizations or people or even Russian security services themselves have attacked or intimidated people after these people, like ordinary citizens, journalists, researchers, citizen activists, have stated something that the pro-Kremlin extremists wouldn't want to be publicly said. So it's a collection of quite interesting stories of individuals who become targets of information warfare, even though they didn't ask for it, they didn't order it, they don't want it, but they have to deal with it. So it's also a guide on how to deal with uh, extreme harassment. Uh, based on your own experiences then, I suppose? Uh, that too. My case is only one of the many cases, because uh, I wasn't the first one to become harassed, uh, and I'm not the last one. So there are many people. So I have been uh, doing extensive research, and I have taken my book, all the people who I find and who have made most si significant change in their own societies, uh, with their bravery and their activeness and who have not been uh, put down by these trolls and harassers. So who, who should who, um, give inspiration to everyone? Yeah, I don't want to spoil your book, but can you give maybe one or two names? Uh, I mean, uh, on people that have experienced kind of the same thing that you have? Because I mean, in Sweden, we are, since we are not so good on reading Finnish, we are not. Uh, we do not know so many of these stories, I suppose. Oh yeah, there are many people. Um, actually, you can find these people closer than you think. There are even people in Sweden who became targets. Okay. Yeah. And it's the crazy thing is now seeing that you are also a bit uh, surprised is that this seriously happens. Um, in plain sight. This happens uh, on online, on social media, and even on some really not so quality traditional media's sites. So, yeah, just take a look at uh, some most active uh, journalists or researchers talking about Russian influence and information operations, and you will find some really weird fuzz around their names online. Okay, then people have some clues to look for. Uh, I always end uh, these discussions with uh, asking for the person I interview if they have any good reading tips. Um, and I also, of course, um, offer to publish them uh, in um, afterhand, so you can think about it. But do you have any books or other liter literature that you can recommend now? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I would like to uh, recommend a book called Trolltider, in which also a Swedish journalist Patrick Oxanen was a co-writer. And it's a really good description of what's going on. It's uh, in Swedish and has very good points of view for everyone who is interested in this topic. Also, I would like to recommend 
research written by Martin Krag and Sebastian Osberg. Uh, Dr. Krag works in Utrikes Politisk Institute and he has made a really great and in-depth research on how Russia is using active measures against Sweden in different parts of Swedish um, society and how for example trolls and fake news and for example pressuring the military and politicians with forged documents is being used against you. So those two, so Patrick Oxenen's Troll Teeder and Dr. Krag's um, Russia's active measures uh, against Sweden. Okay, thank you for those tips. I just have one last question, and that is regarding your own book. Mm. Will that be published in Swedish or English? Uh, first in English, but I'm also looking for um, a Swedish publisher. Okay, so thank you very much for your time. Thank you.